recording, KP? Man, we are recording, guys. Project Mindset, episode number 28. This is a very special Think Big Thursday. I am your host, Kevin Sturdivant, a.k.a. Coach Kevion. We got no passion in the building today. We got my dude, Abstracts, in the building today. And man, we got something really special for you guys. We constantly hear people say, think big, go big. And one of the things that we're committed to is bringing people to you that aren't just thinking big, but they're doing big. They're living big. And we started a new podcast recently called World's Greatest Agent, showcasing the most legendary real estate agents on planet Earth. For those of you who don't know uh, my career, what I actually do is sell real estate. I'm the owner of Case Real Estate. Um, I've been in real estate for about 20 years. I've sold about a thousand homes over the how many years I've been in this thing. And I've had the opportunity to meet some of the gnarliest people in this thing called real estate. Um, I've met about 300 and something agents earning over a million bucks a year. and. It takes a lot to achieve that. There is an 85% failure rate in real estate within 18 months. Think about that. You go through the test. You buy the books. You pass the test after failing who knows how many times. And you finally get your license. You get your cards. You get your website. You start a Zillow profile. You start going to open houses and telling people you're a top producer even though you haven't sold anything. And after 18 months, you bomb. For every 100 people who go through that process, 85 bomb. Man. For a while, I thought I had the magic answer to saving real estate agents from bombing. And when I started to build Case Real Estate, I thought, man, I have the answer to make sure nobody fails at this thing. And in 2016, we started recruiting like crazy. Um, Within 90 days, Case became the fastest growing real estate team in this giant monster of a brokerage we're under called Keller Williams. Uh, We went from having 12 agents to having 65 agents on our team. And here's what's interesting. Of those 65 agents at that time, only 12 of those agents are still with me. And of those 65 agents, 55 of them are no longer even in the business. So sorry for anybody who may have thought that the secret answer to never failing in real estate was working at Case. It is not the answer. The answer is having a ridiculous level of belief and a relentless mindset to succeed and an unwavering worth ethic. If you have those things, then you might be able to make some things happen with us. But I've, I've learned that it's very rare to find that level of individual. Very, very rare. So World's Greatest Agent is all about showcasing those people. And our very first interview, man, I don't even know if we're going to continue this podcast after this because my dude just shut it down. So I don't care if you're a real estate agent or a skateboarder or a fashion designer. When you listen to my dude James drop some serious bars on how he came here from London, he was diagnosed with ADD as a kid, got in all kinds of trouble going through school and decided to come to LA with absolutely nothing. And within five years, 
became the number nine real estate agent on the planet out of 1.2 million licensed agents. Whoo. And then he landed a spot on million dollar listing. The dude has sold over half a billion dollars in commissions in the last two years. He's a beast. When you listen to how he did it, why he did it, what drove him, what inspired him, I promise you, you're going to get some crazy insights, some crazy ahas about what you can do to take your business to the next level and not in incremental steps. I'm talking quantum leaps. I'm talking going big. I'm talking forget going from step one to step two. Let me go from zero to a hundred right now. Who's up for having a quantum leap? Well, that's what my dude is going to share with you. So thank you guys for listening to it. I'd like you to make sure you go follow at world's greatest agent on Instagram. Take a look for the at world's greatest agent uh, podcast. Please send us a review there. Give us that five star review that really helps us reach the higher levels on the charts and create more awareness about the pod. We're going to be bringing these interviews with legendary agents every other week. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Take a listen to this legendary agent truly one of the greatest of all time my dude james harris thanks for being on the show brother Thank you, for having me, dude. you know how difficult it is to find a top producing agent that's not a total jerk what in los angeles <laughs> for on real the, on the planet <laughs> on the planet well, you're an honorable dude so oh, when thank I got the you call, man of course it was a pleasure man really appreciate it dude of course so let's start from the top who who is this dude named James Harris. Like, who, 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 at, at your core, who are you? That is a damn, dude. You just put me right that's on it, the man. spot. That's it, man. Look, we got, wow. we got like 35 minutes, dude. We got to go right uh, in. That's, that's intense. No, I'm James Harris is a kid from London mm. who definitely had all odds against him. I was expelled from eight schools, eight? if you can believe that. I, what, how old were you when you got expelled from I the first one? I was every single age you could ever imagine. In fact, my mother told me I was asked to leave, which meant that she took me out of the school before the school actually expelled me. Wow. But on a, on a very serious level, and it's not something I often talk about, um, you know, it was really hard growing up as mm. a kid because I really wasn't academic. I didn't want to be at school. Yeah. I had behavioral difficulties. I, I was a disaster at school. Wow. And it was very tough growing up with kids that were academic and yeah. that were able to achieve success at school and get their grades. And I was always the kid being asked to leave the school. And, what, and what it was you, hard. What did you tell yourself at that time? Because like, you're how old? I'm 34. No, and when you when this when the problem dude, started to happen, this started probably around the age of eight. Okay, um, but I have a really crazy upbringing. Single yeah. mom, uh, you know, just jumping from school to school. Mm. I even ended up in special needs schools, wow. and I always knew that I wanted to start work, mm. and I didn't know how I was going to get from where I was to where I wanted to be. Yeah, um, but I knew I wanted to get into real estate. Wow. And How old did you first know that? 16. 16. Actually 15. 15. And I had no resume. And there was a real estate magazine in London called the Estates Gazette. Okay. And it was all about real estate. But on the back of the magazine, there was a directory in alphabetical order that listed every single real estate company in London. Wow. And so I had highlighted five or six of the companies that I wanted to 
go and meet with. And had you been kind of following them? I'd been following them, but I had no hope because I had no resume. Yeah. So I actually went into a payphone box in London. Okay. I was wearing a suit, blazer, and shirt. I didn't even own a pair of pants. <laughs> I was holding an umbrella because it was pouring with rain because yeah. it's London. And a friend of my mum's just took a photo of me in the photo booth. And basically, my plan was to take that photo, walk into each of yeah. these offices, and ask for the owner of the company. And my photo was my resume. That's it. And I was going to go out you and sell myself. You must have been myself. pretty calm. I will say, you got, you, you got some good style. I tried. So have, have you always had good style? And was, was that your mindset? Like, man, look, I look great with this umbrella. Look at, look at me. They're, they're going to hire me just because. I promise you, I didn't look great. <laughs> I still have the photo. I looked Shit. That's insane. <laughs> but I Why knew... was it? Wh what did you think you were going to do with the photo? Honestly, I'll tell you exactly what I did do. <laughs> okay. my, my plan was to just walk into each office and I'd written a really nice personable letter. And the plan was to give that letter and my photo to the owner of the company. And my letter basically said I was willing to do anything, whether it was putting mail through yeah. the machine or just anything. It right. didn't matter. But the first company... I walked into, I said, can I speak with the owner of the company? And he looked at me and he said, that's me. Yeah. And boom, on the spot, we ended up having an hour meeting and we just hit it off. And I got a job on the no spot. Way. And that was my very first job in real wow. estate at the age of 16 in London. And that's where it all began. I was literally putting mail through a machine. Um, I was collecting the mail, taking it where it needed to be. I was setting up people's uh, houses. I was going through all the old data, figuring out who was still looking yeah. for property. And I was just creating something out of nothing in the very beginning. And so you said when you were eight, like you just wanted to get to work. I did. What did work represent to you? Anything that I felt I had a passion in, mm -hmm would allow me to excel in. I was diagnosed with ADHD okay. from a very young age, yeah. which if anyone listening has it, they'll yeah. know that going through school with ADHD yeah. is basically impossible. Um, and I didn't want to take all the medications, mm. but if you can apply your ADHD right. to something that you hyper-focus on and enjoy and love, you can actually turn it from a negative into a positive. Yeah. And so I was always looking for what I loved, and I knew I had such a passion for real estate. My mother was an interior designer, so I was always moving from home to home growing wow. up. She'd buy somewhere, renovate it, we'd end up selling it, and I just always had a passion for real estate. And so when I was looking at real estate as a career path, I always felt focused. And yeah. so I knew that's where I wanted to be. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. And that ended up in a, in a five-year career wow. in London from 16 to 21. My first two years was in residential. Okay. My last two and a half years was in commercial. And then the journey to Los Angeles began. And let me ask you this. Back to when you first got that job. Yes. Right? You're 16 years old. You're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, right? Like, what do you think are some of the qualities that you had that caused that guy? Do you remember his name? Uh, Tony Matthews. Tony Matthews. I'll never forget Tony <laughs> and his son David. What, what, what do you think he saw in you that said you got the job? Passion, yeah. excitement, drive, and the willingness to do whatever it took to be successful. Mm. And... I truly, one thing he said to me, he said, 
this business is a simple business, don't make it complicated, he said, but always smile and always remember you don't know everything. Mm. And you learn something new every single yeah. day. And I fast forward to 16 years, 17 years later, right. and I'm learning something new every, every day. single day. Yeah, that's and that's awesome, the beauty man. of our business. Absolutely. Well, dude, let me ask you this question. Why do you think you, you didn't go the other way, though? Why do you think because you were expelled eight different schools, you have challenges learning, right? You've been diagnosed ADHD. Why do you think you didn't go to the route of like juvenile delinquent, troublemaker, druggy, or whatever, and, and you, 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 you took that energy and, and put it to something positive? Why do you think that is? That's a great question. And I didn't originally take that path. Okay. I'm going to be very honest. Okay. When, I, when I started in the real estate career and I found my feet and I was making money, one of the hardest things to do when you're young and you're making money yeah. is keep it. Right. Right. And, and so many people, especially my stepdad, always used to say to me, it's, it's not what you make. No, it's not what you spend. It's what you earn. Okay. And don't blow everything that yeah. you have. And then I think for me, I never wanted to be a delinquent. It wasn't a choice. Right. It was just something that ended up sadly happening. Mm. But my career of making stupid mistakes continued for many years after that even though I was being successful and yeah. doing well I was never super focused until later on in life but I always had the drive yeah. to succeed I always wanted to be successful and I never wanted to be a failure mm. I always wanted to be I always looked up to certain people in my life and wanted to aspire to be yeah. like them Wow. So I definitely get the vibe that like you got in, you were hungry, but there was probably a lot of getting in your own way. Correct. Some trouble, probably you and I have talked because you're, uh, you're sober. Yep. Yep. Me too. Yep. Um, how many years were you in the game be before you had to make a shift? Wow. Um, you know, this is a much longer conversation. I'll give you the, the short yeah. version. Um, but I was big going out party boy mm -hmm. for many, 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 yeah. many years. Not something I'm proud of, but also not something I regret because I feel like you learn from the mistakes that right. you make in life. Um, it wasn't until really I was 26 okay. and my girl girlfriend at the time told me she was pregnant. Wow. Um, and you know, I'm 26, I'm partying like a rock star and I'm not ready for children. And right. here comes this girl that I'm with that yeah. tells me she's pregnant. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going right. to do? Um, and it's a much longer story, but the, again, the short version of that becomes that I had a white light moment. Right. And, you know, there's certain things that happen to you in your own life where you see certain people that you're supposed to look up to in your life right. that you don't and yeah. you decide you don't want to be like that person. Yeah. You'd rather be a great person and an honest person. And I took the path of being an honest, great mm. person and a great father and a great husband. And that's when everything really turned around for me. And my daughter, who's now nine, is hands down the best thing that ever happened yeah. to me. And now I have another five-year-old. And I feel like that's really when my life completely right. changed. And that's really kind of when we set up our real estate business going on seven years now. And my whole world began to change. So awesome, man. It's a crazy ride, man. Because you came to LA when you were how old? 21. 21. Correct. And you had been in real estate then at that point for... 
five, six years. Exactly. Did you, you came here and then did you have to, you had to get your California license, obviously. Exactly. And that was during the recession. Yeah. So no one was really selling real estate Ooh. at that time. And I'd never planned to move to Los Angeles okay. full time. I planned to take a little sabbatical in London and travel for a few months. Yeah. And I came to Los Angeles and fell wildly in love with the city wow. and started trading commodities during the downturn. Okay. And then when the economy started to pick itself back up and then David Palms, my business partner yeah. and best friend, he moved out here and that's when... Uh, we really formed and set up. So you business. and David were in real estate in London? David did commercial real estate. Okay. I always did residential and commercial. Yeah. And then when Dave moved out here, um, it just made so much sense. Wow. We both got a passion for real yeah. estate. We love real estate. And we had a vision, man. And we, we followed that dream until we set up our business. That's so awesome. So what year did you get into the game out here? Well, now we're in 2019, so seven years ago. Okay, 2011. Yeah, around that time. That was like hell. Yeah, it wasn't the yeah. strongest market, no. but we'd saved up a little bit of money, and we built this beautiful website, and we had a company called Bond Street Partners, yeah. and it's amazing because we set up this real estate website. Right. You would have thought we were a brokerage that yeah. had been in the business for 30 years, but once the website was built and designed, we suddenly looked at each other and we're like, shit, we got no properties. <laughs> we don't have a single so listing. What brokerage were you with? We were with Partners Trust at the okay. time. And it was like, Dave, what had are we Had you sold do? any homes or you just had no, a sick we website? We hadn't sold a single home. We didn't know Act a as single if, person. But we knew we wanted to target the high-end okay. market. And so we looked at each other. We're like, Dave, what are we going yeah. to do? And I'll never forget, there's an amazing agent who I strongly recommend talking to, Santiago Arana, yeah. who had been in the business for 15 years at the time. And Dave and I went to Santiago and we cut a deal with him okay. at the time. We said, look, we need inventory on our website so that when we go and door knock on people's houses, yeah. we can at least show them, look, this is kind of who we are. <laughs> and in return, we're going to give you a third of any business that we do in Area 3, which is the Sunset okay. Strip, Hollywood Hills West. Let me ask you this question. Yes. This is a bit this is an important question. Yes. We constantly get caught up in this thing called have, do, be. Yes. Where the real game, as we know, is be, do, have. Yep. Right? We think that, well, when I have this and I have and I have the car, then I can go and do these things. Looking back, do you think that you really needed that inventory on your website, looking at the deals, or do you think you still could have done the things that you, you needed to do to get those first few deals popped off? I think we could have done it. Yeah. And... When you're green and you're new, right. you're willing to take any steps sure. when you're eager to succeed. Yeah. And some of those steps are the right ones and some of them aren't. I don't look at the step that we took as the wrong step right. because it led us to believe and it allowed us to have a little more of an ego when right. we knocked on someone's door that we actually had something. Some confidence. To, yeah, we had confidence, yeah. you know. Knocking on somebody's door and telling them to look at a website that has no real estate <laughs> on it is is pretty uh, yeah. is pretty demeaning. But I will say this, you know, we just giving up was not even an option. Wow. It never ever was. Yeah. And people always say, How did you do it? And the truth is, I don't really know. We just were so focused. Right. I remember we would call this our title rep who we still work with today at Chicago Title, yeah. Michael McEwen, and he'd print us 
pages and pages of names and addresses and <laughs> David and I would sit at the top of one street we'd rock paper scissors for who was gonna <laughs> who was gonna door knock the sick. whole street we didn't give a shit if it yeah. was raining and dude one of us would sit in the car nice and warm right. and listen to hip hop and the yeah. other one would just knock on doors <laughs> and one would laugh at the yeah, other because out here you know, you know it's kind of difficult to just go from street to street. So one person would exactly. park at the bottom of the hill. Yep. Wow. But we didn't care, man. We door knocked Leonardo DiCaprio, Dr. Dre. Holy crap. No door intimidated us to knock. And I can assure you, 90% of the responses were no. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. You've got to focus on, on the ones that say yes. That's incredible, dude. How, how long from when you guys started? You made the website. You're with partners. How long of... of door knocking did you do before you got your first deal and how did it happen i would say it was probably a month yeah. and our first ever door knock success was in bel-air okay on a street called perugia way and uh which we just happened to which we happen to be on yeah. right now and the house is not too far wow, from here wow that's awesome and uh we door knocked and i'll never forget it this lovely indian lady i remember her today her name's goody she came to the top of the driveway in her sari and okay. she said what do you guys want and we said we have a buyer for this property and i remember exactly what we said we said our buyer is not concerned about the house, sure. but yet they're motivated by its location. Do you think your clients would be interested in selling? And she said, no. Right. And we said, please, please, will you take this business card? Yeah. And she took our business card. And two days later, we got a phone call from another agent who said, your timing is great. Mm. The trust attorneys have just appointed us to sell the house. Wow. We're gonna put it on the market for six and a half million, but if your client would like a shot at buying yeah. it, and our client paid six and a half million, Come sight on unseen. Now. And that house today is a 17,000 square foot, brand new construction, wow. priced at around $40 million. Holy smokes, And so it, it, it's, it, it pays off if you stick with it, yeah, you know? It that's really awesome, does. Dude. That is so cool. So tell me about how the show came into the mix. How many years? That was 2011. You got you get a deal, six and a half. Yep. And at what point did the show come into the mix? You know, the show came into the mix after about 13 months. Okay. And I'm telling you, man, we didn't have a single contact. So after that first deal happened, we knew it was possible. Yeah. And that's where the fun began. Because wow. then it just was a game of we are not giving up. Yeah. And that's when we carried on. But the show came into play about 13 months into having our business. And we had closed about $150 million Damn, in dude. that 12 months. But what happened was I was driving home from work okay. one evening and uh, I had received a phone call from this person who told me that they were casting for this show. Yeah. And I swear to you, Kevin, I thought it was a prank. Yeah. And I called David and Dave's like, I love that show, man. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, I think it's a prank. Right. So anyhow, the next day, to cut a very long story short, we're on a Skype interview call. Wow. And I still think it's a prank. And David's flexing his muscles in the camera to the person. And, you know, we're having a laugh. And the next thing you know, it's real. And they've sent out a full crew to film with us for an entire day. And that's when it all began. Wow. And how did that change the game for you? You know, it changed the game in the sense that... It put us on the map right. in a serious way. What didn't change was our drive to succeed. Right. 
our door knocking continued, yeah. our sitting open houses continued. I mean, we would sit people's broker opens yeah. just to get our face out there because we wanted the broker community to know us. Nothing changed as far as our work ethic mm. or the way that we did business or the way that we interacted with other agents or clients. The only thing that changed is now we had a show to film for 11 months a year yeah. and we'd have to work even harder in a different yeah. way. That's amazing, man. And like l looking back right now, you in the last two years, you sold over half a billion in real estate. That's a crazy Come on number, now. dude. What's, uh, what was the highest price sale? The highest sale that we've done to date is $70 million. $70 million yeah. bucks. And I will say to all Woo! of those new agents out there, yeah. you know, it's just a number, yeah. you know, and never be scared to go for those bigger priced properties right. because whether you're selling a $1 million house yeah. or a $70 million house, it is all the same. Is I there think anything different? There isn't, dude, <laughs> other than the commission. <laughs> but I'm serious. People get scared to ask for those big numbers. Right. But the truth is nothing changes yeah. except the number. And, and people have a lot of fear instilled in them. And I feel like someone said to me once, the opposite of fear is faith. Mm. And that's a hard concept to grasp, but if you just have faith and you believe in the process and you take that word fear and throw it right out, yeah. whether you're knocking on a million dollar condo or a $70 million house, or you're dealing with a client that has 3 billion in the bank or a client that has 300,000 for a down payment, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just go for it and believe. My man, My that's man. what I'm talking about. I'm the going truth. door knocking right now. <laughs> I know you love door knocking because I see you on Instagram, dude. I'll, do, I'll say the same thing, Santiago. You said to Santiago, well, just, you know, 30% your way, dude. Let's do this. Let me tell you, Santiago is an incredible yeah. example of success. That guy moved to Los Angeles from Bolivia with no money and couldn't speak the wow. language and lived on a relative sofa yeah. to being the top three or four agents in America, right. that's a success story. And that's someone there that has no fear. Mm. And if I look at all of the successful people in our industry and I dissect them, and I did that at a very early yeah. stage, I would look at all of the best of the best people in our industry right. and I'd say, what are they doing? And how can I do it better? Yeah. Or how can I do it differently? None of those people have fear. Wow, that's awesome, man. Well, that really leads me to the last question. And it's, it's really, Two questions. Yes. Um, the first one is, is what's your why, right? Like what really drives you now? My why today is different to my why 15 years ago. My why today is family. Yeah. You know, it's children. It's my wife. It's being a better person, mm. being of service to other people. Um, but my why is really my family and being sure that, I can be successful, not just in a financial position because money is important, right. but I want to be successful as a person yeah. for my children to be, for my children to be able to see me and learn off the back of what I'm doing. And believe me, I've got a lot of room to grow. When, and, when, you, know, when you say, and I love that, man, because so much of us get caught up in the idea that success is money, success is the house, success is the car. When you think about being successful as a person, like what does that look like to you? What does success really mean to being you? Being honest, being honorable, 
being ethical, being kind, caring, helpful, thoughtful, um, and being a stand-up person. Yeah. You know, and and for any of those that don't understand what that means, you do. You're just not ready to know. You know right. what I mean? Like That's you awesome, just man. you know. And the old James didn't care yeah. and didn't think. And the old James. I mean, I lived out here with debts. I didn't even have a fridge freezer in my one of my wow. apartments. My water machine was in collections. I didn't check my mail for two years. Yeah. I'd lie to friends. I would cheat friends. I would do all the things that you know aren't acceptable, yeah. but you're willing to take a blind eye on. Today, I know, mm. and that's all that matters. As long as you know, you can lead by example. That's incredible, man. Truth. So final question then, also with the why. This podcast is called World's Greatest Agent. So you're a very humble dude, but this, without being humble, why do you think you are one of the world's greatest agents? Well, firstly, I appreciate that. Uh, No, dude, I'm going to remain humble. I think that the the being the best is, is having focus and not giving up and... Look, for, for myself and for David, and I'll speak on behalf of both of us, giving up has never been an option. And whilst we are climbing up there, we're not going to stop until we are number one. And I think we were ranked number nine in America yeah. uh, for teams by the Wall Street Journal. We're coming for the number Let's one. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Man, I'm rooting. I'm uh, number 93. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> You're right there, no, man. I'm rooting for you. You're crushing it, Kevin. Awesome, brother. Well, man, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, dude. I couldn't have asked for a, a better agent, human being, Who father, closer. This was like... You're like the, the, the real estate Tony Robbins from London up Ooh, in here, dude. Ooh, Tony. Hope you hear that. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, dude. man. And likewise to you Appreciate too, man. Appreciate it, brother. Likewise to you too. We're out of here, guys. Peace. Woo!